Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's really helping you grow in the Lord. But I just wanted to take a second just to talk about this great tool that I've been using to bring the Word of God to people. Anchor is a tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and a lot more. So it's really been helping me reach people that I can't go to their house and actually teach them a Bible study. So it's everything you need in the podcast in one place. The best of all, Anchor, and it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. And how is my wonderful family doing this morning? We are beautiful. So are you doing good? Yes, amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what book we're about to get into? Ephesians. Go. We already did that. Oh, we already did that. First Thessalonians, guys. We've been going through so quick. I thought it was that, but I was not sure. Oh, you should have said so, because that is exactly what we're getting ready to get into. So you guys excited for it? Yes. Yeah, so hope, excited. I hope everybody at home's excited. Let's get our Bibles. Let's open them up to First Thessalonians. There's two of them. And we are going to start in chapter 1, verse number 1. So here we go. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica. To you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people, For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gives you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitate both us and the Lord. As a result, you have become an example to all the believers in Greece, throughout both Macedonia and Archaea. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Arcea. And wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We didn't need to tell them about it, for they kept talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. And they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. Isn't that awesome, guys? That's what Jesus has done. Yes. He rescues us from the terrors of the coming judgment. Thank you, Lord. Because of him... We're not bound to pay the price of sin. Right. He paid it for us. And now we're on to chapter number two, guys. Yes. We'll start that one with that big yawn from Saul. (laughs) Oh, 
come on. We're supposed to be encouraging people, not making them tired. Well, let's let the word of God give us some energy and strength. Let's go into chapter number two now. You yourselves know, dear brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not a failure. You know how badly we have been treated at Philippi just before we came to you and how much we suffered there. Yet our God gave us the courage to declare this good news to you boldly in spite of great opposition. So you can see how we were not preaching with any deceit or impure motives or trickery. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. Never once did we try to win you with flattery, as you well know. And God is our witness that we are not pretending to be your friend just to get your money. As for human praise, we have never sought it from you or anyone else. As apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you. But instead, we were like children among you. Or we were like a mother feeding and caring for her own children. We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. Don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we worked among you? Night and day we toiled to earn a living so that we would not be a burden to any of you as we preach God's good news to you. You yourselves are our witness, and so is God, that we are devout and honest and faultless towards all of you believers. And you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children. We pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live your lives in the way that God would consider worthy. For he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received the message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it is. And this word continues to work in you who believe. And then, dear brothers and sisters, you suffered persecution from your own countrymen. In this way, you imitated the believers in God's churches in Judea, who, because of their belief in Christ Jesus, suffered from their own people, the Jews. For some of the Jews killed the prophets, and some even killed the Lord Jesus. Now they have persecuted us, too. They failed to please God and work against all humanity as they try to keep us from preaching the good news of salvation to the Gentiles. By doing this, they continue to pile up their sins. But the anger of God has caught up with them at last. Dear brothers and sisters, after we were separated from you for a little while, though our hearts never left you, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you again. We wanted very much to come to you, and I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. After all, what gives us hope and joy, and what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before the Lord Jesus when we, he returns, it is you. Yes, you are our pride and joy. That's good, guys. You know what he's saying here? What? The people that we win to God are going to be our pride and joy when we stand before Jesus one day. Wow. Nice. So when Jesus says, what did you do for me the whole time you were on earth? 
we can point to the people that we spread the gospel to and say, God, I tried to get people to believe in you, right? Yeah. And he'll reward all of us for what we've done on earth. That's good. Now we're on to chapter number three, everybody. Finally, finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens, and we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. But you know that we are destined for such troubles. Even while we were with you, we warned you that troubles would soon come, and they did, as you well know. That is why, when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. And I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you, and that our work had been useless. But now Timothy has just returned, bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy, and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and sufferings. Dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith, it gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again and fill the gaps of your faith. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus bring us to you very soon. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all the people grow and overflow. Just as our love for you overflows, may he, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God, our Father, when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people. Amen. Amen. Is he talking about when we'll go to heaven? Well, he's talking about eventually, but he's also talking about living in the church right now and how we're supposed to grow in our faith and continue to learn more about God and become more like him every day. Yeah, I heard the faith part, but uh, then he started talking about, about when we're going to go to heaven. Yeah, it's going to be a great day when the Lord Jesus returns. Amen. Yes. This next is chapter number four, and we're going to talk about living to please God. So here we go. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God, as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will is for you to be holy. And stay away from all sexual sin. For each of you will control his own body. And live in holiness and honor. Not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges all such sins. As we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. But we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other, 
For God himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, you already show your love for all believers throughout Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. Then people who are not believers will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died, so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. Here we go, Saul. Now he's going to talk about what happens when we die. For since we believe that Jesus died and raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. You hear that, Saul? Yes. So everyone who has died, Jesus will bring them back, right? right? Yeah. Right before he started talking about this, he was talking about the commandments, right? Yeah, a little bit. The commandments of what Christians should be living by right now, yes. Mm-hmm. But let's go on here because he's going to tell you what happens when we die. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves, guys. You hear that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Everybody who's First. died, right, Victor? Yeah. Everybody who's died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive, that's us right now, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remain on the earth, will be caught up in the clouds to meet with the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. Isn't that good, guys? Yes. Yeah. So that's if Jesus comes back while we're still alive, we get to we get to go right up into heaven with him. We don't even have to die. Isn't that amazing? So yeah. and if we do die, then we'll go be with him first. Right. That is good to know. So let's move on to chapter number five. Now concerning how and when these things will happen, dear brothers and sisters. We really don't need to write to you, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night, when people are saying everything is peaceful and secure. Then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin, and there will be no escape. But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters. So we're not like those people who are going to be surprised. And you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. You hear that? We're not going to be surprised, right? Right. No, the church isn't going to be surprised. The world's going to be surprised. The church is going to see it coming and celebrate it. Right. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on your guard. Not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drunkards get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear-headed. Protected by the armor of faith and love. And wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not to pour out his anger on us 
Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we will live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you already are doing. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholeheartedly love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all the brothers and sisters. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So we're only at 17 minutes, so we're going to go ahead and jump into 2 Thessalonians. How about that, guys? Yes. Yes. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica and to you who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Dear brothers and sisters, we cannot help but thank God for you because of your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecutions and hardships you are suffering. For God will use this persecution to show his justice and to make you worthy of his kingdom for which you are suffering. In his justice, he will pay back those who persecuted you. For God will provide rest for you who are being persecuted, and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with his mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with eternal destruction forever separated from the Lord and from his glorious power. When he comes on that day, he will receive glory from his holy people, praise from all who believe. And this includes you, for you believed what we told you about him. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of the Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live. 
and you will be honored along with him. This is made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord, Jesus Christ. That's pretty good, guys. Did you hear about Jesus coming back with a flaming sword and his mighty angels? That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. It says that we're going to praise him when that happens because it's going to be so awesome. Now we're on to chapter number two. Second Thessalonians chapter number two. Here we go. Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hear that? So here we go, guys. We're going to talk about Jesus coming back. You ready for it? Yeah. The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered to meet him. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them. Even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision or a revelation or a letter supposedly from us, don't be fooled by what they say. For the day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. Is that crazy, guys? Yeah. It's talking about the Antichrist, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we got to be careful on when people say they're God. We know who God is. God is Jesus, right? And that's it. Don't you remember that I told you about all of this when I was with you? And you know what is holding him back. For he can be revealed only when his time comes. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly. And it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. But the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him with the splendor of his coming. This man will come to do the work of Satan with a counterfeit power and signs and miracles. So he's going to do signs and miracles kind of like we do in the church now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's crazy. we got to really watch out for this. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived, and they will believe these lies Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing truth. As for us, we can't help but thank God for you. Dear brothers and sisters loved by the Lord, we are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation. A salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy and through your belief in the truth, He called you to salvation When we told you the good news, now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. With all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teachings we passed on to you, both in person and by letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God, our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope 
comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you do and say. That's the end of chapter two, guys. No. One more chapter and this whole book's done. This is a good book, though. He's talking about the rapture. He's talking about the Antichrist. He's talking about believers and how we're going to be taken away. Like this is, These are good things to know and to believe and to be sure that it is in God's word, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's continue to the final chapter, chapter number three. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we ask you to pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes, just as when it came to you. Pray, too, that we will be rescued from wicked and evil people, for not everyone is a believer, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And we are confident in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we commanded you. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they received from us. For you know that you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so we would not be a burden to any of you. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even when we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's businesses. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. That's good, right, guys? We don't want to get tired of doing good as you yawn, right? <laughs> Apparently, you're tired. Just don't be tired of doing good, and we're all right, right? Yeah. Take note of those who refuse to obey what we say in this letter. Stay away from them so they will be ashamed. Don't think of them as enemies, but warn them as you would a brother or sister. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul, I do this in all my letters to prove they are from me. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. That was good, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was really good. And now we get to do the favorite thing in the entire world. Pray. Pray. Yes, guys. So I hope everybody's excited about it with us out there listening. And you can pray along with us. Let's close our eyes and bow our head. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, God. Let this Bible study be a foundation in our lives, God, that we can continue to grow to be like you every day, Jesus. Thank you for giving us the promise of returning to take us home and to continue to bless us in our lives as we continue to do your work, God. We worship you and praise you and thank you for everything. And in Jesus' name we say, Amen. Amen.
And we thank everybody for joining us. I'm so glad you guys came along with us through this Bible study. And until next time, may we'll God richly bless you. We'll see you again. <laughs> Bye. See ya.